Hello and welcome to the Ah oh, la madre. I almost fucked up there. I was, I was gonna say Not the other the intro. Wrong girl, Kevin. No, the wrong punk yes. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> welcome to Borderlandia. I'm your host, as always, Kevin Laredo, and with me, my other amazing host. Valerie Gonzalez. Oh yeah. So hi, welcome back. And today we were spontaneously making an episode today because we again had to slightly reschedule something with someone that we were going to talk to at one point. Um, so today we were kind of thinking of maybe let's do a manifesting episode. Uh, for those who don't know what that would be specifically, I think manifesting would be just putting your thoughts out there, putting something that you want to happen, uh, become a reality by just throwing it out there. Maybe, you know, maybe the gods or whatever, you know, universal cellular powder in the air or chon, right? Carbon, <laughs> hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, whatever magical powers they have to kind of just make that happen. So some little things um, that I would love to go over would be basically things that I already written out and made a post before too. Uh, but until then, I just want to know for sure, you know, as always, I kind of want to make maybe the first few minutes always, you know, catching up. I know we hung out technically yesterday, mm -hmm. but uh, anything new with you technically? We have good stride, like you said. So it's good to keep going. Um, I wanted to share the definition as far as like Google says, mm -hmm. it is based on the idea that you can take your dreams into reality by having a clear vision and focusing on it through a variety of manifestation methods. You can attract your dreams into your life. So January is always a great month to do that. I think like we've been saying, people get into the headspace of a new year, new energy. But like I've been talking to some friends, I think 2023 has new energy because we were so... The future was uncertain in the sense of COVID and the pandemic and everything that was going on. And now we can finally attain these goals or reach for these dreams. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think this year I've noticed there's a lot of momentum and people are really excited to put that out there. Um, how am I today? I'm well. I think I've been catching up with all the things I have to do. Um, continuing to keep that stride. Like you said, we kind of talked about some goals we have, but and we'll go through them throughout the podcast, but trying to stay consistent with the things I got to do at home and getting ready for veggie fiesta, which will be super exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, closing all ties with that, making sure everybody's ready, making sure I'm ready, counting down the day, setting the schedule. Mondays are always like that for me. I appreciate a good Monday because I feel like I can sort my life out together. What about you? That's interesting because I, to this day, still, I fucking hate Mondays. <laughs> um, I've tried my best to make Mondays something good, which is why on my, like, when I had the other podcast going, I would always post on Monday. Make my morning on Monday to, or at ah, least to give yeah. that to someone. It's something that I think I would have, uh, that I was trying to do. And that was the only reason why my Mondays at one point were like pretty good. But to this day, like everyone else, it's still kind of like dragging on. But I love that. I love that a Monday for you is like grounding. Mm -hmm. Fuck it. Uh, Sundays are like that for me. 
Sundays are fun. Sundays are Sunday fun days. These are fun days. <laughs> That's usually when I expect to see you and Nora. We do like an activity or go to an event. Mm-hmm. So that's like the fun day, truly. And then Monday, yeah, I got to align it all. It's convenient for me too, though, because mm-hmm. my little jobs allow me to have Monday off. You know, I've arranged my work to line up to start on Tuesdays. And same thing for, you know, the coffee shop gig. Mm-hmm. It starts on Tuesdays. So it, it's convenient for me, which I know not so, everybody can do. It's taken a long time to get here, but I'm very grateful to have that because for a long time I didn't. And it's done wonders for my mental health and ability to pursue these kinds of endeavors. Yeah, for sure. Um, when it comes to the Sundays, I, like going off of your off of what you just said right now, I think it's definitely something that a lot of people should do. Because a lot of times people feel like they have to use the cusp of the week Mm -hmm. to ground themselves, whether it's a Sunday or the Monday like you. Yeah. Um, But there's some people who have like different ass schedules. If someone like literally has a whack schedule where like for some reason Wednesday and Thursday is their weekend, yeah. I would honestly say use that to your advantage and make mm-hmm. hump day your grounding day <laughs> compared to everyone else. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's something I put into practice um, a little bit into college because I noticed that like I would do the dumb thing of Monday through Friday, occasionally Sunday. I mean, sorry, uh, occasionally Saturday when I had a class there, like a lab or something. I would literally just work, 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 work. And then the weekend do nothing and hopefully expect myself to ground myself day of uh when i have to go back to the working schedule mm. of school and that That's was dangerous. never exactly so especially when you're doing the occasional like house party thing it was not the the best thing to <laughs> do for sure um but yeah i feel like everyone and that should actually be something new if at least if you want to pick something up today and manifest yourself with having a better schedule yeah or at least um a better habit of grounding yourself getting yourself ready for the next week finding what works mm -hmm. not only that like also doing that made me feel like the weekend or the week what's the word ah damn what's the word i'm looking for here like it's it feels like it doesn't pass so fast because mm. if I know exactly what's going to be happening, if I have anything like packed, right, for the schedule on, on my week, okay, I'll know exactly what I'm expecting. So, uh, and this kind of goes into when I told you my feeding schedule for Riley, that I'm like the lunch lady. I know what I'm going <laughs> to feed her. Yeah, yeah. So even that alone itself n- makes me know what am I going to do in this morning besides just walk her and feed her. Yeah, like and a then, structure. Exactly. Okay. So giving that makes me feel like I'm actually doing more during the week, uh, during the week itself. Which gives me, more, I hear you. I it gives you. me more like a nice if sense of purpose. Yes, like all I'm these doing attainable this. goals, mm-hmm. which are just things that you have to do, and you make sure you kind of schedule them or get them done on specific days. I agree completely. I think that for someone like me, who sometimes my mind's very sporadic, um, it's good to write things down, but also like thinking of the long week ahead, planning for specific things throughout the day, or specific times meaning to do stuff like you said feed riley are helpful because they not only give you the structure but they make you feel like you accomplished something that day you got things done that you needed to do um and that's always a good feeling you feel like like you said it gives your whole week purpose and accomplishment for sure because it's like and, and going into the feeling itself i it's just 
it sucks to have that feeling. And it makes me feel bad sometimes too when I hear people say, damn, the week passed by so fast. And I'm like, I know that feeling. And it's very existential too because it's just like, it feels like time just just slipped through my fingers. And it sucks because I'm like, because if I don't ground myself on Sunday or if I have an empty week of besides just work, I feel like I didn't do anything productive at all. Which is why I always feel crap like like crap when I don't have anything to edit on my computer, on my MacBook for photos, whether it's a, a wedding from last year or something, just to keep my editing skills like up to date. Like it just feels like I don't do anything. I'm not honing any craft or honing any specific skill to to my advantage, you know? Mm-hmm. Like even if it's this, I go to past recordings and I edit something. So I learn maybe a new trick how to edit even cleaner or faster or anything like that. Just make the most out of my time without being the type of person where I'm like, I got to do something. Okay. Like, so you I, are taking the time to rest because this isn't like yeah, no, 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 grind no. culture. We're not. No, Nora's 100% like that. I, I've, I've taught Nora how to chill for, for a second, but she's taught me how to get off my ass for sure. She's the flame to my ass. It's a good, it's a good belly. <laughs> For sure, because she's definitely taught me how to be more, like, on top of things. Like, I've always been on top of things, but I'm the type of person who, the cliche, like, oh, essay, essay due tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. I would say that. I think Nora is a great accountability friend, um, because I see that in our friendship, too. And even in the way that you show me that kind of accountability, I know it's, like you said, through her. Not mm-hmm. that you can't pick up these traits, but I know that it's more of a thing because she's so structured or... She's really good at getting shit done while also taking the time to rest and be productive in that sense. Well, now, yeah, because you should have seen her when I met her in college. She was very much like busy bee. Mm -hmm. Like she wanted to do chingles of things. Even when we went to Austin. Holy shit, bro. That's a whole story on its own, but I'll just give you like the cliff notes (laughs) on it. So we when we were first starting to date, I didn't have a car. Both of us didn't have a car. So our smart idea was like, let's go to Austin. I'm like, with no car? And she's like, we can take the bus and use, you know, buy a, a, a week pass. And I was like, sure. That's thing. I think that sounds like a good idea. I love that. So we did that. We were on foot in Austin during fucking spring break of all fucking weeks, too. So for a whole week there, we were just walking up and down, getting ramen uh, seeing the local shops and stuff, going to Whole Foods and all that good stuff. And Jesus Christ, man, it was my feet. My dogs were hollering. <laughs> it was bad. And and obviously I was there for her mainly because I want to make sure that she's having fun. You're or pursuing whatever. her. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, actually, I think we were dating her. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so that was the thing, too. We, she wanted to go and I'm like, it'd be great, right? And she was in the mindset of like, you can tell a lot about a person or at least you might know whether or not they're good to keep as a partner by the way you travel together. That's true. So Very true. Because I learned that Nora is a very loud snorer. <laughs> not um, you putting her on blast. Right? No, she knows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all do. Yeah. That's, I, honestly, that's the best way to bond, I'd say, is, is really traveling with people. Because I think we've traveled as friends. Immediately yeah. into the relationship of friendship, we went and Lake, stayed overnight. Uh, Connor? No, what the fuck? Lake Michael. That's some lake. I don't remember the lake name, but the lake, uh, <laughs> the, lake. the lake house. Mm-hmm. And yes, I think we're all 
<laughs> snores. So we were yeah. just like, okay, everybody, there's just awkward time. I snore. Well, okay, cool. I snore. Okay, well, I snore too. And it was just a game now who snored the loudest. <laughs> you also scared me when you woke up in the middle of the night. No, I'm not going to say what it was, but you know, you know what I mean. But like, it scared you me. You can tell that they're going to be like, what did you eat? <laughs> it was a cough attack. It was a horrible cough attack. <laughs> And nobody said anything to me, though, even though everybody was concerned the next morning <laughs> throughout the cough attack. Nobody no, said, do you no. want water? Are you okay? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> Nothing. I said that, I was though. left alone. I was, I was half asleep. <laughs> Mind you, I had a gummy also. like, um, So I was like kind of out of it a bit. But I heard you wake up and you were coughing. And I was just like, I was like, oh, you good? Hello? And then everything went quiet again. I'm like, and I whispered to Nora. I'm like, Nora. And I like hitting the bunk bed because she was sleeping <laughs> on top of me. I'm like, no, I wake up. I think I think Val was doing I'm like dead. what she mentioned. But um, yeah, it, it did honestly. It gave me a spook. And I was just like, oh, okay. So that's what she mentioned. Because she mentioned it as a joke in passing. Because Sean likes to sleep with like the fan on like yeah. at full blast. Oh and he gosh. and y'all had, well, he had the luxury of doing that. Because he was, you guys got the bed where <laughs> the fan was. Which is by all means great for me because I don't like <laughs> sleeping cold. So I just felt like a nice breeze when I was napping. Um, but yeah, no, but to your to the point there for sure. I feel like it was definitely <laughs> good. The dry air, get a humidifier because <laughs> it dries your throat. Get that up. Um, and if you're a mouth breather like me, you will get a cough attack. Yeah. Aye, aye. My friend uh, Melly said this perfectly when Eleven was talking about mouth breathers. Mm -hmm. she, they were talking about us because I feel that I am a total motherfucking mouth breather. <laughs> yeah. But yes, intimacy and traveling together is the best way to get to know someone. We do our annual boat trip. I think like two years in a row is enough to say an annual boat trip. Mm -hmm. Well, this was y'all's first time joining us, right? Uh, or is yes. it the second time? No, it was the first okay. time. Well, either way, it's been a great way to kind of get to know everybody better by traveling and seeing how everybody you know reacts to all the things that often come up when you are traveling like one that always comes up for us since we're kind of a larger group is um seating at restaurants oh my mm. gosh it's always so long it's always like 45 minutes and more um or depending right where we go obviously we need to get better at making reservations but sometimes Same. it's very spontaneous because we're traveling and we want to accommodate to what everybody likes. But for the most part, I think we're all great sports, honestly. No, 100%. <laughs> yeah, we're all we great sports. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was like, he's like, is anyone a drama queen? I was like, no. Maybe like at the table. Yeah. But not like waiting for a yeah. table. Because at least we should all have common sense and, <laughs> and like decency of a human being to know that, you know, these workers are slammed. And then they have to deal with our 18 plus yeah, people yeah. asses, you know? Exactly. So for sure. Um, also, just want to make a side note because I don't know when the hell I'll be able to mention it because I'm like just breezing right through this new anime I've been watching, mm. uh, Baki. Oh, uh, yeah? It's so good. Which one's Baki? Remind me. It's super buff, dude. Let me look it up. It's um, Baki Ranma and he's Ay. basically... Um, cause it's on Netflix if anyone wants to see it. So the first three seasons of the, the, the anime just titled Baki, B-A-K-I is, um, just about him with some of the prisoners who are on death row escaping. And then there's a whole tournament. It's basically very Dragon Ball-esque. And it's a very shonen-y, lots of action. Yeah. That's literally what Nora kind of mentioned, um, in the process. Cause it, there's a moment where. It had music that reminded her immediately 
of uh, Naruto. Because <laughs> there was that nice little, whoo, and then like drums kicking in when some action pack like scene was happening. And notice like, are you watching like Naruto? I'm like, no, this is Baggy. It's really good. Love it. Recommend it. Um, it's gotten me inspired to pursue my whole like fitness stuff. I love that. Which segue is my second one that I want to put out there <laughs> that I'm planning on definitely wanting to lose the COVID weight that I picked up. From working at home. I thought working at home was going to be dope because I was like, that gives me more time to like just work out here immediately. Go outside and do what I got to do. But it kind of backfired and I kind of expected it to, unfortunately. But I didn't think too much of it where I'm like, I'm at home. I'm a chill. Maybe I don't need to work out today. I can do it tomorrow because I'm at home. I'm a chill. And it just, mm -mm. it was a bad idea to start working from home but now I can't figure out a way to move away from home but then I don't want to do that either because I hate <laughs> commuting and that's just my personal rant on working from home and also who's going to be Riley's lunch lady exactly not only that who's going to take care of her like in the middle of the day yeah because like I do that she's accustomed to it too like there's like there's he's here yeah I'll be talking occasionally yelling on the mic because they can't hear me because they're old people and I'm just there like, hello. And um, <laughs> and she hears that. And then plus I'll miss her occasional snores. On Oh, oh that's the other thing. Just another quick side note. We're all snores. And, <laughs> like me, Nora, and literally, her. Like, quite literally, we're all snores. <laughs> but um, it surprises me when she snores. This is where you do the sound by ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need that for sure. Um. But yeah, that's that's one of the things I definitely want to do. Just uh, more fitness and stuff. I got a little nice little treadmill that I can walk oh, on. Oh, that's so cute. Where and is it? I don't see it. It's in a closet. Oh, okay. But um, but it's a standing desk too where I can wind that's it up nice. and put it up. The only thing I'm missing right now is just to make sure I can make those monitors just be on the desk. So when I wind it up, it doesn't oh, hit I, them. Oh, I see. I hear you. Uh, but until then... And that's what I want to do. Very cool. And then I got the bikes because I want to do nice schedule, like bike ride with either spontaneous bike rides with Nora or scheduled ones with you like every Sunday, other Saturday Sundays. or Sundays. I'm down for that. Yes, I agree. I think that's on my list as well. Um, no goal set intentional of like what exactly is like a weight loss that I want or mm -hmm. any kind of like goal in that sense. No metric, but just like with Veggie Fiesta, being more plant-based, I think it was something I moved away from because at first I'm like, it's not accessible to me anymore. And then just all the, you know, mental stress that comes from it. I think for me, it started becoming too hard and overwhelming. Um, even though I had done it before, I think just moving over, I made a lot of barriers, which I've talked about before that mm -hmm. I do for myself often. And going into this year more consciously, going into this new, you know, energy, more aware of what I'm feeding myself, what we're feeding ourselves, you know, and hopefully with that, see progress in other areas that, yeah. like you said, through the pandemic and other things, it's just gotten out of hand. I think and the metric we want to feel good. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. That was what I was about to say. I think the metric we're going to want to put there is where we don't feel like shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's the main thing I don't want to do because there's moments where like um, if I'm rushing and I haven't had anything to eat or I had a light meal. I feel perfect. I'm doing what I need to do. I have enough energy to be going up down, up and down the stairs and I feel great. But I know it's the shit that I eat sometimes or at least the portions I have where I make too much. And I have this weird guilt of like 
because I was raised like this in a Mexican household where like you need to finish your plate. And I've heard what, of this. And it's it sucks because I'm just like, it's a habit of mine. And I've done it for Nora too and shit. And I've told her to. And I think I gave it to her by accident. But uh, I, I'm trying to teach myself <laughs> to prevent it, to prevent this guilt. It's literally portion sizes. Right. So I'm trying to make sure that we don't. And also having grace with yourself because I think, and we'll definitely touch base on this further when we bring like a nutritionist on to talk about, but mm -hmm. I've always been a big advocate, you know, into being graceful because we weren't really taught nutrition. If you think about it growing up, the kind of guidelines that they follow, they're so outdated. Now they're mm -hmm. saying milk is too much for us or this much intake is this and that. And so none of it is what it really was. And so we're kind of going on these non-factual guidelines that were mm -hmm. set for us as kids. Um, and at least for me, my parents didn't really have the time to be setting up portion controlled dinners like mm -hmm. they did on TV, like leave it to beaver style. Oh yeah. Um, it really <laughs> was just making what you have with what we had. And really, and my mom was a big kind of, dieter so it really was just her cooking whatever she thought we would eat and as an adult I don't think that reflected well and now as in my older age I'm like okay how do I figure this out portion control figuring mm -hmm. out what you want to eat also because it's not it doesn't have to be like repressive or yeah hard unenjoyable that's the thing at <laughs> one point in college when I was like a gym rat and shit at one point um I would literally just eat rice and chicken to the point where, like, I've learned to appreciate the flavor of bland <laughs> stuff sometimes. Like, granted, like, I love seasoned rice. If you give it to me, it's... Personally, if you give me, like, chile rellenos enchiladas, that whole plate from Danny's and stuff, where it's, like, a side of everything, but they give me a small cup of rice. Yeah, like the sampler platter. Exactly. <laughs> like, I would say that from the entire meal, the rice is my favorite part. Always. Really? I'm a, I'm a rice slut. <laughs> if I can put pizza <laughs> slut aside, it'd be rice. But not only that, jasmine rice and jasmine rice just without any seasoning. Yeah. I can just eat rice by itself like that. Wow. And it's so good. And I've told Nora like all the time, you don't have to put salt or anything in it. Like appreciate how jasmine rice tastes. And it's really good. Have a maybe lightly seasoned chicken next to it. And it's even better. And that was literally my whole meal, like plan every single day. I would make rice in the morning, pack that shit, steamed perfectly, and then my little chicken patty. <laughs> and that's it. That was all the portions that I needed. Um, do my classes, uh, go to work out, feel perfectly fine, hydrated, and then eat that shit afterwards. And I was perfectly fine. I was like a pretty fit fucker too. The but plan. yeah, and it was really good. And I told Nora, I was like, oh, we can do this. This is what I used to do in college. And she only saw like a cusp of it before, before I started eating like more, I guess, balanced meals where like there was more sides other than just rice and chicken. <laughs> and she was like, no, that sounds shitty. Like, I don't want that. I'm like, obviously healthy food's not going to be like the best but things. it can be. It can be for sure. That's if you if you got like a bunch of like nice fruits and veggies and stuff like that. But in terms of what I was doing back then, I had the regimen of just getting the protein I needed and the filling that I needed to stay not hungry, which is where the rice came in. And I was already a fan of rice. Um, it basically just it was my weight loss like thing. And the moment I lost the weight I wanted at that point, I just upped the protein to build the muscle mass that I had back then, which was basically just adding different types of steak, chicken, things like that. The protein was changing and, and surplusing. Okay, Super Saiyan. 
<laughs> I know it's, it's so good though. I love it. I just, I wish I could go back to that. But then um, there's always the whole people have different tastes. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing about like trying to do this um, other portion of, of the year that I want to do. Um, I have to accommodate almost for Nora because she wants to do the same thing because we want to be hiking more. We want to be able to feel more energetic. We don't want to feel like shit the following day right. um, after doing a big hike. But the thing is, it's like, for me, I can do that. I can be as simple as rice and chicken. Nora needs her herbs and spices. I don't think I could be that either. I think that's what makes it so boring for me. That's the thing. I like. And just not. It's at, perfectly fine for me. Because I, I think I had a place too where, or there was a time that I had a place. There was a time where I think um, I would try to follow the same kind of meal plan and it got boring so fast. Um, and yeah, I think learning now how to add variety and vegetables mm -hmm. and what we have here locally and at HEB and experimenting. So I feel Nora on that one. I definitely want to learn how to eat more healthy, but more colorful. Mm -hmm. It's not an attack either. I'll say this because I always <laughs> preface this also with Nora. <laughs> I think it, it just comes down to something that I had to learn from my trainer that when I worked at Tamu. He wasn't my official trainer, but he was there all the time hanging out because he worked there. Um, she was worked there, sorry. And um, she taught me discipline. Like she said to me and prefaced to me, like this is like if you already like some, half of this, which is the meal that I had, it's like you're going to just have to learn to like the other half and be okay with it being the same up to a certain point. And I was like, okay. And I did I did not like it at first a little bit because it was, like I said, if I put myself in a mentality of like, this is too routine, I hate this. But up to a certain point, I needed that routine. I needed to learn to accept it and just face the fact that this is going to uh, uh, push me to where I need to go, where I want to be. And once I get to there, which is where the other meal plan came in, I can start fucking going buck wild on mm, it. I hear you. On Fridays, and this is where how disciplined I was. And personally, I would say that. So that adding broccoli to my rice was my cheat day almost. It tasted so good because it was like just lightly salted uh, broccoli, which added a little bit more oomph to the chicken and the rice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So wow. exactly. So. So my, I told my brother this too. I told him, I retold him the story and I even told my younger brother right now because he's going through his own like like training regimen shit too. And I told him about it. I'm like, you can just do rice and chicken instead of having to meal prep these fucking crazy things that you are listening to these like uh, fitness gurus. But which by all means, if you're going to do that, do that shit. But just take, no pun intended, but take what they, what they say with a... <laughs> With a, with a, what's it called? A grain of rice? Or with a grain of salt. Grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> Take it with a grain of salt. Because it's like, because when it comes to fitness shit, like it's different for everyone. Everyone's yes. chemistry is different. Yes. For sure. Because I can tell you right now, red rice, which is what was recommended to me by my trainer, because that's what she does, red rice and her protein. That shit was not good. I fucking hate wow, red, red rice. rice after a few weeks or a few days, technically. White rice with nothing. Chef Keys, you know, <laughs> that's that's my bread and butter. So it's finding what works for you, like it's finding what also is enjoyable because it's not a mm -hmm. punishment. Like we've been saying, it's yeah. finding, you know, within that balance. And that's where Nora sees it as preference. a punishment. And that's where I'm like, I would not. if it was like 
chicken and rice every day. Mm-hmm. But again, if you like it and it's something you want to do, then that makes sense. But yeah. Also finding something that makes you excited because then it also makes it un. Like, how do I say it? It also makes it, you lose motivation because mm-hmm. it's boring and it's not fun. You feel like you're you putting yourself through something yeah. that you don't want to. There comes the oppressive Nora, part. Nora literally said that I had a dog's, uh, <laughs> a dog's uh, uh, food schedule, which it was just the same shit every single day. Oh, you're over here eating like the pack of the wild? Yeah, the basically just <laughs> the tuna bag, just like, mm. <laughs> No, I saw everyone eating their thing and stuff like that because I, I had gym bros too hang out with me at one point, which I would never hang out with gym bros because I fucking don't like what they talk about, which is literally just like, like if. <laughs> Borderlandia, no gym bros. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I love, I love my gym bros, my himbos and everyone else. But it's just like, it gets boring after a while because all they talk about is like their macros and all this like other scientific shit, which to me, I'm like, I don't care. I eat rice, protein. I work out, go to school. That's it. That's how, that it's was a, a little obsessive. See, it can get scary. The only time it became scientific for me was when I was like, I, when I realized, oh shit, my muscles are already like accustomed to this routine. What other training routine should I do? What oh. science does it come down to where like certain exercises focus on certain muscles? Am I like lacking? on some of these muscles, what am I supposed to look out for? That's where physiology started to come. I think that's the right word. Started to come in to play. And I'm just like. Kinetics? I don't know. Kinesiology? kinesiology. I think so. <laughs> what did I say? We'll definitely have to bring a kinesiologist too. For sure. To talk to us about to this. To see like if my routine was trash <laughs> or not. Yeah. You'll probably say if so for sure. But I mean like I had photos where I was like pretty good. And I was just like, I don't know. It worked for me. <laughs> it's but, really yeah. finding what works for you. Yeah, yeah, eventually also getting to that point, I think first it's because they say it's like half of what you eat, right? It's the majority of what you're intaking that makes a difference. So I think for me, I'm more pursuing the the fuel that I'm intaking, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm thinking about that first. And then once I get there, I think it's getting into the more strength building. Um, there's some local places that I want to try and want to connect with and see if they'll like let me in and see what their space offers. Um a lot of these local women, the places are focused on not necessarily bodybuilding, but muscle building. And mm-hmm. that's something that I think I want to do. Not for like weightlifting purposes at all, but just to be able to to carry things. You know, as a barista, sometimes we have to carry gallons of jugs and random oat milks. And I'm at times sad to say the weakest link. Um, <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's like the Weenie Hut Jr. Or when SpongeBob does the... <laughs> The blow up arms, it almost feels like that. The the fake muscle yeah. arms, I fucking love that. And so first I think focusing on, you know, what I'm intaking, what I'm eating, and then eventually get to the, the muscle building. I can give you strength. a tip right now because this is something I also uh, got a tip from my weight trainer person. Because at the time I was picking up boxes occasion, like some manual labor at my, tr- uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, tutoring job. Because okay. they would make me carry like boxes that they deliver because they would we would get like stacks upon stacks of just SAT books. And I would carry that shit because I was the more fit one from the entire fucking oh. batch of nerds there. So <laughs> The fittest nerd. Exactly. Was <laughs> I wasn't fucking cut or anything, but I was like, I was able to <laughs> pick up 40 pound boxes. So um, to, 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 I guess something that I can tell you right now that you can do, even if it's like at night, if you're going to be watching something, which is what I want to do with Noda sometimes, 
Sometimes I just want to take out the treadmill. If I'm going to be watching anime and I know for sure I'm going to be watching anime for like two, three plus hours and shit after work or something, I might as well be doing something active. You can do like five pound weights. Just doing that with a few reps here and there with a few breaks in between. Just doing like a nice set of fucking four or three every single day and, and it builds something. Yeah, maybe. At least to not feel like, oh, like I can't pick this shit up. Yeah. It makes it definitely easier. I told Nora to do the same thing. That way she can carry her equipment because her fucking camera equipment is like 15, 10 pounds. Yeah, it gets And then hiking quick. with that shit. Yeah. Like it's a lot. And I'm just like, girl, like I wish I could give you like my camera straps. Like the, the most I do is carry 10, 20 pounds on my shoulders, but that's my shoulders. Mm. And I have a specific strap where it makes it easier for me. Uh, but she's carrying it by hand and she has to switch hands and shit. Oh, that is a lot. So that's, hiking. that's my little tip to you, I guess. Just five pounders. Just to build it up. And after a while, you'll probably feel a difference. Maybe not like accidentally break yeah. your, bend your, your steaming cup. Like, oh. <laughs> but it's something. We'll though. see the progress. We'll take mm-hmm. note. Yes. The four pounders, five pounders. I will go. And then after a while, you're going to realize this shit's light. You can start going up. There we go. And it's going to be hilarious because then after a while, we're probably going to see you like <laughs> your biceps over Damn. here. <laughs> They're real now. You're going to start flexing like Shia LaBeouf and Transformers like, hand me that fucking milk over there. <laughs> Breaking watermelons yeah. like that. Damn. Imagine mm. like Hassan. Oh, daddy. It's summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to get ready for our boat party. That too. Mm-hmm. I want to... I don't want to look like Baki, but I want to be at least more comfortable without my shirt. <laughs> I get that. I mean, also being in front of the camera sometimes, um, it's just being comfortable in your own skin. And I mm-hmm. think for me, I'm just not at a point where I feel comfortable anymore. And not that uh, I'm shaming my weight in any capacity. I just think that it's not comfortable anymore. Things that I used to wear or feel comfortable in just don't feel the same. And Hopefully working towards getting there, feeling healthier will will be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Another thing I want to do, and it's one of my little, um, I even forgot what the fuck they're called. What do you call those things? Uh, commitments. Commitments. Or resolutions. They, resolutions. I kind of say commitments. I don't, even, I don't even know what a resolution technically is defined as, but I know it's something that you want to do that year. <laughs> But another thing would be like, uh, at least personally, business-wise, besides Soul and Sand, and I want to pick up the ground or off the ground already uh, with the rebrand, but also like my own personal like edit, uh, designer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two potential clients already. Yay. And that's already two out of three. That, You've been working really hard on designing different, you know, mock rebrands yeah. for people. And it's, it's really good. So I love to find... Other alternative, like, um, uh, uh, artistic channels, but not too far away where, like, it's going to get in the way of my scheduling for, like, what I really want to do officially, which is, in this case, like, the wedding stuff. So that feels nice that I'm starting to see some small progress. If I can knock everything down for the first two quarters, that means I can kind of chill for the last two quarters, and that's enough for me, you know? And then maybe think ahead of what 2024 would be. But I'm already thinking ahead. But that's just business-wise as an... Chill, Kevin, chill. We're so on. <laughs> just starting the year. You're I know. Next year. Oh, my God. 
But that's just uh, no pressure, right? <laughs> but yeah, but that's just me for, um, I guess on the business side or young business owner type of uh, thing on our end. Um, I don't know about you specifically with the whole social media mogul stuff. I know. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, like how we talked about in the beginning, New Year's resolutions or commitments. I just want to touch base because resolutions sometimes come with a lot of pressures. Uh-huh, Kev. For sure. So commitments is more attainable. Small little goals that you can get to. I think some for me um, is definitely, like you said, branching out to different mediums, exploring with what what I can kind of continue to create with. You know, I love me Instagram forever and always, mm-hmm. uh, but I also want to endeavor into other, you know, like the podcast. This is perfect. We're exploring a different way of communicating and being creative. Mm-hmm. So I want to see what else is out there. What else, you know, might work for Eco Pal Val or just for me, you know, a different way to let loose, stress relieve, create, hopefully have fun and have something that the people will like. Goals, I definitely want to connect with more people in the community. I've been consistent about my lives, and I think that mm-hmm. that's something I want to continue to pursue. So if you catch me snoozing about that throughout the year, <laughs> I want to call out either by you or by the listeners, but definitely just continuing to show up. I talked about this on Marlene's podcast, but I'll repeat it on here. Uh, I think for me, one of the biggest things was always um, setting these personal barriers, these walls that were non-existent, but I made them up because I felt that things were not perfect or I needed better equipment or I just wasn't what I needed to be to be in front of the camera, kind of like showing up for others, but at the same time, also just internal pressures that I made for myself. Yeah. Um, and with this podcast, you know, coming true and actually putting it into action, which again is a, a lot thanks to you because you're a great friend in the sense of accountability Um, you remind me to kind of continue to push the things that I love and not be scared because I'm always going to be scared and I'm never going to feel fully ready. It's kind of like when people talk about having a kid, you know, they're like, well, you're never going to be fully ready. It's kind of like that when pursuing creative endeavors, you're never going to be ready. There's always going to be a reason why you cannot start. Uh, same with my college friends. They'd tell me, all right, well, the next time I see you, I want to see an episode, Ricky, which you met last time. Uh Ricky, this is a shout out. (laughs) Thank you for always (laughs) keeping me accountable and reminding me to push the things that I love because, man, I'm the happiest in the sense of, you know, if this happens to be the most successful thing, that's great. And even if it turns out to be just a fun, creative project we do, Mm -hmm. I'm totally content because I think for me, the hardest part was just pursuing it. Um, But I know it's going to be great. We have so much stuff to talk about and so many cool people to showcase. This is just exciting to actually see Uh, go into fruition yes (laughs) it's good to see it happen and have it be something i can see and something that's attainable and something that y'all can listen to versus just an idea or a conversation kevin and i were having yeah because that's why i felt like it was a little bit for Mm -hmm. 2022 um as much as we were like planning and even recorded already like in 2022 um already knew for a little bit behind my in the back of my head that i knew that it was gonna happen which is why one of my little like commitments and resolutions things was to be consistent with it. I knew it was going to happen because I feel like <laughs> the chemistry that we both have in terms of just going back and forth, whether it's with just witty banter or just talking shit in general, like it's good. <laughs> it's really good in my opinion. And to the point where even like you already got feedback saying that it's good. Um, 
from from like your friends and stuff like that. Um, but it's definitely very nice to see. And I told you, like you said, you mentioned a little bit uh, in passing. Um, we're gonna have some shitters. You know, it's gonna happen. Some some episodes are gonna be snoozers and shit like that. But it's just um, it's the way it goes. Like me, when it comes to weddings. There's some weddings that are not on my portfolio. Why? You heard it here first. So if an episode is a snoozer, give it an extra star because we're pushing it out. (laughs) I mean, this one too, it was kind of spontaneous. We didn't really have too much of an agenda of what we'd talk about, but we knew we wanted to get on the mic because like you said, we had that stride. Mm -hmm. We kept on going. And sometimes when you have that kind of momentum, it's good to keep going. And I really like that you advocate for it maybe not always being perfect and not always being a hit episode um, Mm -hmm. because I think that's something I was nervous about even at the beginning of this episode I'm like oh my gosh where is this really going um I'm nervous (laughs) but as we're going into it I love it because hopefully people will see you know sometimes it starts how it starts yeah but you end up loving it you know I love that we are hopefully inspiring you guys to start something this year whether it's creative or self-love wise or job wise or getting a new pet or putting yourself out there really anything but just remember if you're gonna get a pet if you can't afford the vet don't get a pet <laughs> just throwing it out there please don't as much as yes, i would love to see you guys <laughs> as much as i would love to see you guys adopt someone uh from the from the pound or anything like that just just keep that in mind period our pet advocates um, but to that point for sure it's like and this is something i told um orly all the time he's a painter um locally in laredo if you ever want to see him it's uh za that's za underscore pizza no gang za gang sorry za underscore gang g-a-n-g um some of his work is really good i really like it as much as i personally critique it in front of him because he wants that and he appreciates my feedback and shit even though sometimes it might hurt him but it's just that's that's just me uh he trusts my opinion as a person who's also technically uh whether it's digital or with photography or audio or anything like that i still consider myself like part of the arts and shit of course and you're 100% a creative yeah for sure <laughs> but it, it's <laughs> but i always feel like bad cuz i'm like i've personally like i've painted before i've done acrylics i've gone small awards in high school cuz of it and shit but like i've never considered myself someone who puts things from like medium art things like officially as an artiste and stuff like that but um you're an artist i consider myself an artist (laughs) you're an artist too anybody is an artist especially if you wield creative output yeah or yield yield wield 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 a creative (laughs) outlet yeah that's what happens when you try to be speaking english the whole time uh but yeah um fucking (laughs) in espanol Sacco <laughs> Spanglish. Um, but yeah, to 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 my point here, it's just like I, I've always told him like like you should do your craft even if you don't want to do it. Because I feel like that's how you technically get better. Like even if it's Truly. shit, even Truly. if it's complete shit, like just know that you're still putting time and effort. You're putting in and I read a book um that I really love and it stuck to me. It's one of my highly recommended ones. If anyone wants to hear, it's from Malcolm Gladwell. It's when you put in your 10,000 hours. That's how I felt like with guitar in high school. No, middle school, I picked it up. I got really fucking good to the point where I would tour locally in Texas with a band and shit. And then I felt like, okay, I'm done with this project. And I just felt like I was done with it. 
But the fact of the matter is that I put in my time and effort into it in a fuck ton of time to the point where I, I felt like I was really good. And then um, now I did that with photography because I picked it up in high school. Lost lost interest in it in college, picked it back, back up. All I did was shooting was shooting um, a few films and, and photography with uh, Nora. And Nora did the same thing. She put in her time and effort in it and we got good at it. That's why anytime when we were doing the rebranding for our business or anything like that, I told the people and I even confidently can tell someone like I can take a fucking good photo of you. I'll be confident in that. <laughs> it's just a matter of like paparazzi. I got you. Yeah, for sure. Just like, going. like if you want to look good, like if I, if you want to get caught somewhere in H E B, getting looking good, getting your oat milk and shit, I can fucking do that. Send the emails, please. <laughs> you don't need an Instagram husband. We got Kevin. <laughs> it's just a matter of basically, um, just putting that time and effort into it, even if it's a shit photo or a, a fucking shitty podcast episode. Or just a bad painting. You can always paint over it and make it better again. It's just you putting that time and effort into it. Whatever creative endeavor, whatever business endeavor you guys want to do. Like I would say definitely just put yourself out there and fucking do it. Because it, it's not going to. Because if you feel like oh, it's not going to be good. That on its own. As much as it sucks that I might sound like a Jimbra right now. It's holding you back. <laughs> You're not going to see progress if you don't even make some form of progress. I agree with this. I can attest. Um, I think since it's my podcast, I'm self-proclaiming myself the real queen. The real queen of the 956. I Hell have yeah. been countlessly working at my reels. Um, and a bunch of creators that I follow um, kind of feedback on how they've been, you know, acclimating to reels and the new kind of algorithm and all the new little fun apps or additions that Instagram has made or TikTok, whatever. And I was impressed with myself. I think I started right when they released. Um, if you go back to the gram, one of the first reels I've made obviously wasn't as interactive. It was definitely slower. I go back to it and I'm like, wow, that was really bad. Um, <laughs> but I never stopped at it. And it would take me, not even kidding, five to six hours going back and coming back and going back and coming back, um, checking and rechecking and re-editing. And then it would crash on me at the beginning when mm. it was, you know, first piloting. And then I'd have to start all over again. And it's so frustrating. Um, and now I'm at a really cute time. It's within the hour, usually to two at most, which is still a decent amount. But there you go. That's the work that goes behind mm -hmm. these 30 second visuals that some of you might not even notice. But to me, it's so much love and it's so much work and I'm not going to stop. But I've noticed that there's change in that. And same thing for this podcast. Um, it just kept on being an idea that simmered, that simmered. And with, you know, it sucked that it took so many people telling me you can do this and you got this um, to, to put it out there. But now that I have, I'm so happy. I think that it's something I'm learning to be comfortable with going back to the commitment, which mm -hmm. is how we ended up getting all this. And um, one of the commitments is just showing up. I think for me, like I mentioned, it's hard to, I tend to be a perfectionist in some ways and I need to stop doing that. And I think into this year, I've been pretty decent about just letting things be as is, doing the best I can and just pushing it out there, not letting it live in the drafts, not letting it, not letting it just live in a notebook or be an idea, but actually putting it out there. Even if it's to some small degree, 
or just getting the B-roll and, you know, having it there to go back and edit and just show my friends or just put it on TikTok if it's something that I don't think is as serious. But yes, definitely just doing the work and putting the love in because it will reap benefits 100%. And it's scary, but once you actually do it, I think within the support system you have, hopefully people will uplift you Mm -hmm. and tell you that it's safe and it's okay. And if it sucks, you know, it's all right that it sucks. And that's what I've always admired about you, Kevin, is that you can start a project, commit to it, do it. And if it doesn't work out or if it turns out to be something that you feel you've accomplished to the capacity that it has, or Mm -hmm. you lived it for what it was, it's cool. And you just let it be and continue on to the next thing. I talked about this with Marlene that you've had podcasts, what, four, five, 20 <laughs> I don't think that that's oh, no, no, it's okay Roger always makes that meme joke at me too uh but it's uh yeah I've done a true crime one which was very successful like to this day I still get like a few You're like it was recognized okay queen don't be thinking uh, no no no, no. <laughs> I mean it was no but yeah it no it was super interesting it was great because like it was like what I wanted to do in terms of like actual creative stuff and it was like the perfect outlet for my true crime like obsession uh to this day like and and this is the thing the moment i started doing it was the moment nora realized wow he's really into that like this is scary like i don't want this and that's what i told her like like nora i've told you i was into fetishizing the no 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 no, she was worried she's like i gotta start telling people where i'm at am i safe i'm gonna give my people like my extra like locations Uh, but no, like I told her, like, I'm actually really into this shit. Like, uh, the reason I haven't brought it up to you at least completely when we were dating, cause it's definitely something that is off putting for people. Like I can be, I can have, honestly, we can have a whole episode about it if we really want it's to. It's a make or break for some people. Cause some people are like, I love this. You're into it. Yeah. Let's get married. But it's the way I get excited about it because I love the forensics of it. And that's just something I can talk about. If I talk about how someone got caught. That's what I love to talk about. Like, but if the details end up being grody as shit, that's where people start thinking, oh, this guy just is like into the gore porn thing. And I'm like, not no, the gore porn. I'm like, that's not yeah. the case. That's not the case. Um, <laughs> but regardless, like it's it's um <laughs> to the joke. Um, one of them was a true crime podcast, which still gets chingles of plays and shit. And it's just four fucking episodes I have out there. But each one of them got better because I was getting used to the scripting and stuff. The only reason I stopped is because It's so much work, script writing for it, me recording it, me editing it and finding songs that are like really like intense to kind of like make it interesting. And just the finding a pacing for it was so time consuming. It's a whole production. Yeah. And a whole episode took a fucking month sometimes. And it was it was great. It kind of made me think about like some of the YouTubers I watch who go crazy like with video essays. And I understand it now. Some of them don't post until like months after, a month afterwards, every single month. I get it now. Yeah. And that's when I was like, holy fuck, I appreciate them even more. And it's about the same length too. It's like half an hour or something. And I thought to myself, I could do this in a video format and just find like stock footage and shit like that. But that's even like something else. It's a lot of work. I mean, and to properly represent it too, right? You want to have respect for the the whole situation. It's it's completely Mm -hmm. finding a way to write it without being a fucking asshole is the hardest thing ever. Because sometimes I would, because there's there's this one episode, which is the last one, which is about a local case here that happened. There was a part where like I caught myself laughing at a line because I'm like, wow, that sounds 
fucking awful. Why did I write this? Oh my god! It was bad because I was just like, oh, like it. It was like a snarky thing to say about the the killer because she was she's a bitch and no, <laughs> she's a bitch. Me. <laughs> but she was though. She like fucking shot him. She was a monster. She murdered him. Anyways, she um, was a monster. And it's been proven, so I can say that legally. <laughs> it was proven. It was proven in court. Uh, no matter how many appeals she throws. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, that one's very successful to this point. I still really want to go back to it one day whenever I get chingles of time back. And to a do team it. too. I mean, you need like yeah. it sounds like three or four people just on research alone. I put it on Instagram. I'm like, I'm. I remember for that. I'm looking for writers. That. Someone help me out. I even tried Fiverr, and it was a subscription thing I could apply for to be consistent, but I wasn't getting paid at the time enough. And now that. I feel like it's like I have too many projects not to go back to that good one. Because if I really want to go to it, I really need to drop a lot of things. And I don't want to do that. I have so many good outlets right now that I feel like it's nicely balanced for myself. So there's that one. I had the coffee one, which is the one that took off very well. And it was very nice. It was great to have conversations. Just also get my coffee fix and have a good excuse to talk to friends and new people uh, while traveling and shit. So it felt nice to do that it one It was so well. fun to listen to. And it's literally how I mm-hmm. met Tanya too. Really? Was, yeah. Oh, when we hung so out cute. at, at uh, Laredo Brewing, that's uh-huh. literally the first time we met. Wow. And that's where I was like, I was like, I should ask her, I should ask her. Tanya, be on my podcast? <laughs> <gasps> that's crazy. Also See, remember, friendships are built. <laughs> for sure. And that was also the night I remember where I really needed to pee and the toilet was like, <laughs> like closed off. It hurt so much. Well, it hurt so much. Nora and I were in so much pain. It hurt just to get in my car. <laughs> no, it was that's so bad. bad. That is bad. That was also why you should have just stepped memorable. out outside. That's what I was thinking. But out of, out of, out of solidarity, Nora was in pain too. So I was like, I need to hold oh, it for her too. I love that. She can't be alone in this pain. <laughs> and me being like, I just hold it, babe. You know? Um, but yeah, there was that one. And then, of course, Borderlandia. Um, I also helped out a little bit with Orly's uh, Nosy podcast with a little bit of production work occasionally here and there. Um, and I think, um, what was the other one? I helped out a little bit too for aliens on a border in terms of like, uh, trying to help him build a network of sorts with other people. Uh, that's just my opinion also, which is, uh, Marlene's. I helped out with the graphics at one point. In yeah. The I think you're one of the godfathers of podcasting. You pioneered this way out <laughs> earlier or way ahead of others. Definitely pioneered this ahead of others. And it shows. I mean, also, it's cool that you are able to, like I said, go and explore different projects and say, OK, maybe this one takes a back burner for a little bit, because sometimes that's the case. And I don't think we normalize that either, is that it's OK to start projects and mm-hmm. put them on pause when needed to. I think resting is super important. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't glorify the grind culture. And with creative things, that's kind of how it works. And hopefully, like you said, you go back to it and it ends up being bigger and better mm-hmm. at the capacity that it needs to be. Because exactly. what you could give it wasn't enough. And that's also loving your art because it's it's almost like those relationships are like, man, we love each other, but it's not going to work. And it's mm-hmm. just oh, it's all right. We can understand that. Let's leave and break at this peacefully. That's kind of what you do. Sure. And you hope to come back if it's supposed to find you, it'll find you. But right now, I got you here on Borderlandia. <laughs> and you're doing all the things. And that was the other thing I was going to say to you. Because, like, uh, I told Nora, I'm like, I'm going to ask. I'm going to propose an idea to Val to see if it, if, if she's down for it. Because I know she wants to start oh. a podcast. Like, if she doesn't want to be part of the thing I'm thinking of right now, which is technically what she kind of wants to do. 
Like, I'd be okay with that. Okay. And I would, if anything, I would offer my service of production because that's the main thing a lot of people struggle in. Right. They have the idea. They have the motivation. Yes. They're more than willing to do what it takes to do it. But it's the work that slows them down. And to me, providing the production value of it is something that I pride myself into, which is why I... It's a skill. Yeah, for it's sure. It's a skill in its own. That's why I, I occasionally obsess over specs uh, when it comes to tech, like when it comes to recording equipment. Like I want it to sound like you're in a radio station uh, as much as like, even though there's like slight echo here, I'm gonna edit that out. But like, I want to have the equipment where it sounds fucking clean, straight out of camera. And that's a term we have for cameras too, where you want it to look perfect straight out of the camera where you just don't need to edit it that much. <laughs> and that's what we want to do too. And that's why you're also obsessed with camera stuff and shit like that. And then to the point where like, I just get too excited. So how do you find rambling. the balance when you want that perfection and sometimes you're not going to get it? That's where the whole concept of me not caring. Also you are also play. a big, I don't give a fuck. You do yeah. have a lot of like me vale energy. Mm -hmm. Which helps. That's where the whole idea of of uh, confidence comes into it too. And the discipline that I've added, the discipline, time, and effort that I've thrown into my craft gives me the confidence of saying to someone, I will give this product to you and it's going to be great. Whether it's me producing something like this or it's me finishing a wedding Because anytime we had a phone call with a client, whatever the client that may be, whether it's my job at work, whether it's maybe someone in the future for like um, uh, for this podcast when it comes to sponsorships or or just a wedding client, I'll always tell them the same thing. Like I told like I told you a while ago to the to the branding person we worked with, Joyce, um, that I'm good at what I do and I'm gonna do what I have to do. And that's not a mom thing to say because I know what I can do. If I can, if you told me, paint me something fucking amazing, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do, do dog shit work at it. Because <laughs> I know I didn't do, I didn't put my 10,000 hours in that. But if you told me, take a portrait of me, I'll be like, I can fucking do that very easily and confidently do that for you. I'll tell you what it takes, you know, like you need to look dressed nicely and shit like that. We need to find a good place to go to and find the perfect lighting. Because if you told me to take a nice portrait of you in a fucking cave, I'm going to tell you, it's going to look like dog shit. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try my best. I'm going to do what I need to do, whatever my 10,000 hours. I'm going to do what I got to do with what I got. <laughs> But um, when it comes down to it, like um, uh, the confidence that I sometimes give out to people. And I've learned not to be too humble. And because I, if, I, if, if I come off too humble, then that's like, that's me restricting my craft, or at least the work I've put into it. If I'm good at something, I'm gonna tell people, yeah, I'm fucking good at it because that's how networking goes too. And I'm not to sound like Gary Vee, but that's part of it. You know, that's <laughs> part of it. Cause I fucking hate Gary Vee, but the, there's only, there's a, occasionally a few good things he says, but um, which is like common sense shit. Like if you know you're good at something, just fucking tell people you're good at it. Cause that's how you get hired. That's how you get like jobs in between when you're looking for something better for yourself. And we were talking about this on Marlene's podcast and confidence and how sometimes in the culture, it's hard to, to brag because then, like you said, it's, it comes off mamon or people yep. to the point where you have a word for it. Douche. <laughs> yeah. You know, to the point we have a word for it. Exactly. 
Um, and it's not, it's not fun. And it sucks because like you said, you do also have to hone your craft. Like for me, it took me a long time to finally own it, which is why I said this is my podcast. I'm self-proclaiming myself go. as a real queen because I put in the work. I constantly search for new, um, and ways to better myself as a creative. And I think that that's what it takes. And moving forward into this year, um, it's definitely that it's definitely owning the power and owning that I've put a lot of time and effort and knowledge into being good at these kinds of things. Um, so in that, in this year, I hope that you're able to hone your confidence and that you're able to find that light within yourself that you know you already have. Mm -hmm. If you have those ideas, if you think you want to start something, ya lo tienes, you know, just put it out there. Believe in yourself. Oh, man, it, this makes me think of my friend Colleen. And she's the one who gave us our feedback on the on the podcast. She is also a creative And for her, man, her journey, we'll have to bring her on. But, you know, she started in comms. So she was doing PR work in Houston, mm -hmm. did it for a while, was like, I don't really like this. Now she's working a beautiful PR job at a children's hospital, but she's getting to do more of stuff with art. And that's where she mm. hones in on her craft. So she's a, a digital creator. So she does a lot of illustrations. Ooh, okay. And I've noticed that in this last year, when she's been able to be more interactive with these kids and these art activities and in this new space, She's been more excited to create and also just her getting into the headspace like, you know what? I am an artist. And even though I studied public relations and art was just something I did for fun, um, it can now become something that she does full time. So she's looking into, you know, publishing her first book. She's going to have a children's book out. And she did all the illustrations with the help of her dad. Um, she's looking to do private work as an interior designer and have, you know, her work up Damn, in spaces. Go off, queen. And, you know, again, <laughs> she didn't think it was something that was tangible. Right. Yeah. And it was crazy to see that journey, you know, all within that year. And she was like, I don't know if this is going to happen and I don't know if it'll be right. And she was able to do it. So it was really awesome to see her push that out there and get it done. <laughs> So, yes, check out her work on TikTok. She just got married, so her handle changed. Let me pull it up just to shout her out. Thank you. We'll have her on soon for sure. Where does she live right now? She still lives in Houston. Well, we we'll bring a charcuterie board. <laughs> <laughs> That is now the, the writer for all of our guests. You get a charcuterie board. Um, it is at C underscore M underscore creates Colleen Mahan on TikTok. Okay. So if you want to look at some of her designs, maybe get some inspiration, uh, definitely look into her stuff and follow the journey. I mean, just, you know, you'll see that now she's kind of pushing into the independent artist, you know, space and we'll see where it goes in a year. Mm -hmm. So cool to see it. And that's also something that I feel like a lot of creatives obviously try to strive for, but you got fucking capitalism Being a bitch. Knocking on your door for rent. Yep. And it just makes it very difficult. And that's something I even wrote a blog post once. Um, and it felt sad. I felt sad writing it. But at the same time, it felt great, like, releasing that. Because it's something I feel like I've needed to write and just say it. Um, when I used to write blog posts uh, for our previous brand. <laughs> um, and it resonated a lot with a couple of, like, local artists here. Because it, it just basically was one of the very few moments, like, I got very real in writing uh, where I basically just said, like, it's at this point, this day and age, occasionally it's going to be, it's very close to impossible to fund yourself with your art uh, until you do. 
And that's going to take a lot of networking. That's going to take a lot of time and effort. It's going to take a lot of like just being able to face the fact that you need to split your time, unfortunately, between what you want to do and what's going to feed you and shelter you. And what you got to do. Exactly. So, and it sucks, you know, you, you get paid for what you like to do so you can fund what you still want to do, which is what we were doing basically in the beginning. Any wedding money we got went into getting better equipment to get better weddings and stuff like that investments. But at the same time on the side, I was working and I'm still working at nine to five to basically <laughs> pay, sustain yourself, to yeah. feed myself, to pay rent, to feed Riley, you know, things like that. So it's just, it's a sad truth. I think that's what I titled it. It's a it. sad truth, but I think we're also in an age where, you know, I think we're pushing towards a generation that's hopefully normalizing, making time for the things that you love. And if you don't, Hopefully you can start normalizing it. I know I'm trying to. I know mm -hmm. we're trying to in the space that, you know, we're creating is that you got to do what you got to do until you don't. Um, making sure that you have the things that you need and finding the balance because it's all a balance of work and play, right? Play being that thing that you love to do, whatever it is, mm -hmm. whether it's art, whether it's cooking, whether it's making, creating, watching, whatever. It's really just putting in that love. It's putting in that love. It's putting in that time and that belief, the belief in yourself, the belief in the work that you're doing, Definitely. the belief that, you know, it's kind of the only way, the only way is up because if you're doing the best that you can to pivot yourself and push yourself forward and grow, then, you know, you can only see great things from it. You can only see great things from it. And like I said, look for community, find friends that share similar interests and support you. If they don't support you, that's all right. You know, everybody sometimes thinks there's a delusion in some of these dreams. And you know what? To some extent there is. But you will find your friends group or you will find your people that'll uplift you and help push you the way that my mm -hmm. people have. Whether it's just a gentle reminder to put a podcast episode out <laughs> or if I've gotten a logo yet, um, it helps. And you really start seeing all the beautiful that comes from it. So, yes, hopefully in this next year, not only our creative projects continue to grow, but hopefully y'all's creative endeavors or passions continue to grow. Right. Not only that, and, so, and this is something I want to make a note of it too, um, uh, that some people, you know, some people do things out of just a hobby. And that's great. That's understandable. Because I've gotten, uh, gotten feedback like that before. Um, when I, when me and Nora did technically a, a seminar at, at the LMV, I think it's called, where the, um, the, the, the art, art school that we have here. Oh, the VMT? VMT. Mm -hmm. That's the one. Um, <laughs> LMV. <laughs> um, but yeah, VMT. Um, I basically explained to them what the, basically the, the blog post I mentioned and, and in doing so, I also explained the discipline people should have when it comes to like working, if you want to make your creative work, your, your full-time job, like granted, and which is weird to say, because I don't even have that as my full-time <laughs> job. We're telling you how to do it. Yeah. And we're not there yet. But the only difference is that I'm not selling this to you. <laughs> it's free you do not on this podcast. <laughs> put your credit card in at the end. Exactly. You're fine. I'm just giving like, at least my experience so far, right. at least as a Laredo and uh, uh, to these kids, 
because they're still in school. Or to these listeners that maybe listen Anyone, to yeah. us and wonder, pues, ¿cómo le están haciendo? How did they end up doing it? I know that although you've been running the, you know, in the podcast realm, have you felt that it's always been very local or is this more of a local focused podcast for you? Uh, this one mm -hmm. specifically? Compared to like your other ones, did you feel like there was a lot of, because I feel like it was a lot of more research that it wasn't too much community oriented, you know? Like, yes, you were doing work to figure out the mystery or the cases in Laredo. Mm -hmm. but did you feel there was more i've always i've always told myself to my keep to there. keep it statewide so down to the to the to the for example the true crime podcast mm -hmm. i thought to myself i can make this easy on myself and just make it anything make it anything any true crime case cold cases missing cases things like that I can make it easier on myself and just go off of the mass amount of, of information that's out there already. But to me, I was like, I want something more specific, make it more niche. That's how you make things interesting. So that's why On the Streets of Laredo became a Texas true crime podcast. All the cases I did, one was from uh, San Antonio, one was from Dallas, one was from fucking here locally in Laredo. Mm -hmm. All of it was technically from Texas and And it's great to see that because as much as my analytics at the time were were all over the states, like 75% of it, and I had like on average, like I think it was 1,500 listeners who just fucking love to hear about yeah. people getting murdered. Um, all of them were from Texas because they're stories that they most likely already heard on the news and shit, or at least maybe from hearing it passed down from their parents because some of these cases that I mentioned were fucking head scratchers and also very impactful um, uh, in the communities and shit. So, um, what was your question? Fuck <laughs> That's me. why you said I love the oh. I'm just blabbering. But I guess what I meant oh, to say- the community was, part. Yes, yes. Right. So, in the, in the sense of like the podcast, I've always made them state bound. So, all of it was Texas related for On the Streets of Laredo. Uh, for Beans, Brews, and Buds, it's always just been coffee shops in Texas- Uh, obviously because I don't want to be traveling. Like I could easily travel down downtown and cross across the border because there's like two coffee shops in Nuevo Laredo that are pretty cool and shit. But it doesn't like appeal to me. I wanted to be with friends because that was the whole purpose of it. Friends, having coffee, whether they're reoccurring cast members or just, just random folks that were walking in and stuff like that. That was the only time I had a sense of community because in the first one, It was just occasionally listeners telling me, correcting me in some cases, wow. even though I send them receipts. I'm like, no, there's fucking <laughs> this fucking article here. Actually, actually, bitch, fucking library <laughs> art archives say this. Kevin. Um, there's people who would correct me. There are people who, who tell me this is fucking great. I love to hear this shit. Hopefully you're consistent with it or whatever the fuck. That was once as a com community like. Not necessarily a fan base, but that's thankfully what it was. But it was more of like the community of people telling me this shit that you're making is great. The other sense of community for the, the coffee podcast was more of like meeting new people. And that felt fucking great, too, because it was actually seeing it, not just reading it, seeing people and shit. Like I yeah, made great yeah, connections with with uh, 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 Deval from Beville to this day. He occasionally sends me a fucking text inviting me 
to his fucking dinners that he has uh, oh. with his coffee shop. And I'm like, bro, I wish I could, but I don't have fucking time. But send me the fucking invites. One of these days, I'm going to fucking bring friends and we're all going to. We're going to pull up with the podcast. We'll fucking rent out an Airbnb in Beeville and get fucking <laughs> shit faced, and we're going to be there like no pillow. Uh, one of these days to fall. Hopefully you're listening to this. <laughs> um, See you soon. Right. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, there's there's that. And then I feel like for Borderland, yeah. Um, as much as it's almost technically like border bound, but it's still technically Texas. You'll have, we'll get the occasional guests, you know, from up north and stuff like that. We're explorers. Mm -hmm. We'll take us everywhere. Uh, it's just more of like finding, in this case, it's more of like finding stories. Cause I feel like in the coffee one, it was more of like, let me just meet people. And then, and then the, uh, the true crime one is like, let me find stories that are impactful that people might relate with or people might find interesting. But in Borderlandia is finding new stories, finding stories that may have been told on other podcasts or maybe they have their own fucking show where they do their thing. But it's just more of like giving someone their voice to just tell their story rather than having something that's already been written out and tell that story or finding new people to hear what they're about I'd rather just find the people now and have them say it. Have them tell the story. Give them the mic a bit. Ask a few questions while having gaffs and goofs here and there. Gaffs and goofs. Period. Poo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's how I see Borlandia in terms of community. It's definitely more, um, I wouldn't say necessarily raw, but it's definitely more... Um, it's more journalistic, right? See, I'd say we're see, 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 I see. definitely get we're we're because I feel like the coffee one was journalism. more more raw in terms of like I would take anyone who walked up to me. It was very much uh, I always said the joke coffee but outside type of thing. <laughs> yeah, um, coffee but inside. Coffee but inside coffee in the shops, inside. and that's how I kind of felt like it was because it was just whoever messaged me who I thought was interesting, where I just I was like, hey, I want to talk to you, like. You seem cool. You seem like you have something to promote. I want to just want to listen to you. Let's have coffee over So it. you were sort of already feeling the same kind of vibes. See? Like bringing on people that were doing things. But it was more spontaneous because you really didn't know who you were going to chit-chat with. Exactly. So that was the more raw thing. But I feel like here it's more of like like the journalistic side. We obviously want to not necessarily vet them. But we obviously want to make sure that whoever we're talking to is not like a fucking weirdo either. <laughs> Like in terms of like a Trumpy, just yeah. say it, a Trumpy, you or someone who's just Trumpy. a Nazi, like straight up, like we never know. Fucking like Nazis have Spanish last names too. Just saying, Ninja, <laughs> nah, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they're out there. But yes, hopefully in the new year, I'm manifesting. You know the ads. I really want Borderlandia to get a sponsor. So I'm manifesting 2023. We're Ooh, going mean, to get somebody one. who believes in this project as much as we believe in it, because with the help of our community and, you know, that kind of support, man, we could do so much. And there's so much that I think that we want to do to make it more of a unique podcast and to switch it up, you know, to the traditional ideas that go behind the podcast. So yes, manifesting that, manifesting that we continue our stride um, we are not short of guests, but again, we're always taking feedback and critiques and recommendations. So if mm -hmm. you know of anybody or you yourself want to be on there, email us, DM us, 
comment on the episodes. Please comment on the episodes. That really mm-hmm. helps us. Feedback is so appreciated right now. I think we're really working on covering all the things we have to, because again, this is something new for me. I've always been a journalist and I've always tried different mediums. I've had a whole radio show in college, but it's definitely different to have, you know, the full airwaves to yourself and your ideas or Kevin and I's at least. Um, So it can be good and it can be bad and it can be improved or it can stay the same, but none of that can be known without the feedback that you guys give. And that is so important. I'm going to keep on saying it every single episode, but this one, (laughs) we're really going to focus on it because it's our manifesting episode and we're trying to put out all the energy and all the things that we want. And I want interactive listeners. So if you're listening. Which an idea would also be nice to have like the live episodes, like Because there is a subscription we can invest into later on where we can stream like YouTube, Facebook, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how Instagram live would work. If there's a way to like hook up mics to that, that'd be fucking great. That would. Uh, But it'd be fucking amazing to do that because I think like just having maybe not necessarily live calls yet from people because... Yeah, yeah. Um, Because sometimes people can be crazy. But it's more of like at least taking your questions People can be unfiltered. (laughs) Because I can tell you right now, there's like segments that I thought to myself before that can easily be incorporated into the show. And I feel like even when I used to ask questions, because I used I have like to this day, like the Beans, Brews and Buds podcast uh, email is somewhat riddled with a bunch of questions from listeners. From McAllen, from fucking Dallas and shit too. And I used to like occasionally bring them up uh, and read them. Um, some of them were a little bit weird. Some of them were a little bit too personal. And I was just like, no, no, dude, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> a therapist, dog. I'm not going to like tell you what to do. We're not here to unbox all that. But a segment can definitely do like Q&A, but like fun Q&A in terms of like a specific topic. Like we can have... Um, like some like cliche Mexican TV, like um, hostess type of segment. Like um, there's one that um, a streamer did and I love it. It's Donna. That's her name. Mm-hmm. And he just dresses like a lady. He comes up with a voice. No. And, and it's great. <laughs> no, but it's great because it's like one of those like raunchy, like old TV, like she would be smoking a cigarette and she has like the super thick lipstick like on. She's like, it's like, oh, it's Donna. Like, like it's this 1-800-Donna call in type of things. Like, it's giving like 90s Carmen on the 106. Exactly. Well, kind of not. She's not calling to prank call, but it's more of like, like call in to, like, tell me, tell me like what, what's wrong with you? It's like, no, I was my girlfriend did this. Like, let me tell you some advice. Get a new girlfriend. So type it's of like thing. a persona. See. Okay. Okay. It's okay. really. It was really fun to see because there were some questions that were just like, out of, out of pocket. But he was. He's a professional, <laughs> so he's like very good at reeling it back in. But things like that would be nice to just hear. Like even a segment, for like advice for people who struggle with certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily like complete life advice because I'm not gonna be one to tell you what to do because I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> We're not professionals. Um, yeah, but we can give some encouragement, which is what this whole part of this podcast, that this, no, that this so. episode is for. <laughs> that whatever you're thinking of doing maybe this year, definitely do it. We want to do segments, hopefully later on uh, throughout the year and see what kind of sticks. You know, I'm having high hopes for that one because I feel like that interaction is what 
basically brings in people and it's really nice because I feel like anyone, everyone has a question to ask and they would love to hear at least our opinions on something as not as mamun as possible. That sounds, um, it's just more of like interaction is what basically mm. makes it fun. Cause that's how I feel like with, uh, when Josh would stream his podcast or anyone else here locally, it's always fun to just ask a question because they're, you're seeing them, you know, you're interacting with them. It's fun just to have that. That's how I also feel like when I watch Twitch streamers. Yeah, right? I mean, the interaction is always what keeps it going. I know when those few lives, I always appreciate when it's like, hey, or like a random question because it keeps it going. It right. Keeps I'm it parasocial that way. <laughs> <laughs> no crazy fans. though. <laughs> but um, as, as much as I don't want to admit it, but it's it's fun to get that. Not reaction, because you don't want to fish a reaction out of them. You just like to see some form of acknowledgement, because right. it's it's interesting it's to see that happen. Building those relationships. Yeah, it's always sure. fun. So that's something we can do, for sure. Live stuff, um, little segments, uh, just to at least interact with the, the listeners. Yes. And I would love to... Um, oh, another thing I love to... that that. Spotify has been doing you can put questions yeah that's what I was saying that they should answer the questions I I think we're gonna get a little bit more creative on what we're asking but we need to see you guys like responding to that Mm -hmm. you know seeing maybe this one can be like maybe what's your yearly commitment I think one or two yearly commitment and again remember it's all baby steps don't try to make big changes overnight I think that's how we burn ourselves out Mm -hmm. immediately and it's hard not to I mean I turn on my phone and everything I see is like new year, new me, me at the gym, <laughs> the new meal plan. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. No shame in, you know, being able to have that consistency and drive. But at the same time, don't let it get to you because the pressure is real. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of pressure to become a new person and to just throw out everything you used to do and be at a hundred. Um, and that doesn't look the same for everybody. Like Kevin was saying And Marlene was talking about yesterday, it's working with what you got, right? And that's what we love to promote is Mm -hmm. that working with what you got and finding what works for you. And it's going to take trial and error because everything does. Be patient with yourself. Be nice to yourself. We're all trying our best. And, you know, just put some love out there Mm -hmm. to yourself, to others. And hopefully 2023 yields a bunch of beautiful, bountiful things for us. A good lucky girl year for sure. For sure. Because I feel like 2019, 2020, 2021 rough. was crazy. It was a little rough. Um, 2022, shaking off the cobwebs, you know. Wagging Some people, the tail. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a little shake here and there. But I feel like 2023 is definitely where we finally, you know. Reach our, those goals. We, we clench fucking our what? Clench our fists. <laughs> unclench your butt yeah (laughs) and just let it happen (laughs) no no but yes 2023 you know it seems like the world is truly our oyster and go out there go out there and find yours and find what makes you happy find your passion let us know about it maybe we'll have you on to talk about it so yes thank you for a beautiful beginning of the year we can't wait to explore with you guys and continue to talk to people in the community, people outside of our community, possibly even you at some point. So thank you. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for having grace with us. Again, mm-hmm. we're all just doing our best here, trying something new. At least I am. I know Kevin isn't 
trying something necessarily new with podcasting, but he's going into new territory. Mm-hmm. He's being nice this year. He can't be as controversial as he always is. Oh, damn. Okay. And he's hey, fighting the good fight. I'm just fight. saying that wasn't on my list, but <laughs> <laughs> I added it on there. It's a collective commitment. That's that's a good point. I know that's like they're probably like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Finger snaps. <laughs> um, for sure. I can definitely I can definitely try that. If not for for me, for both you, Nora, and, and even Sean. <laughs> but we also love your I don't give a fuck attitude because I think all of us need to adopt more of that um, because it is hard out here. The pressures get to us. Mm-hmm. And how I talked about on the PG podcast, sometimes the crab mentality gets to us in Laredo. We all get a little nervous when mm-hmm. others start succeeding or doing different creative endeavors or, you know, prospering in businesses or whatever it is that they do it seems like you don't really want to see a friend win because it makes you feel pressured for some reason and it's not your fault it's a society and a culture that's been created and it's harbored and we got to change that we got to break those norms and together we will see a new laredo and that's what i hope is that collectively all these ideas and all these people wanting more for our city and wanting growth, we will achieve it. We truly will. We're seeing it in our leadership. You know, we're seeing change. And it's very tough though. It's very tough because I feel like, because I feel like I would say to your point, like I wouldn't, I would say maybe not break that mold because I feel like that at this point, the the fact that there's a literally an analogy for it, the crab (laughs) in a bucket mentality at this point, it's going to stay there. I feel it's more of like, let's build a bridge. Yeah. To actually make that, not happen as much because I can tell you right now, I think it's just having that sense of community that we want to yes. harbor. Yes. That is what's going to fix that or at least mend it as much as we can. Right, It's unlearning. It's changing the narrative. It's being at a space where maybe negative conversations or negative thoughts are happening and being that change, mm-hmm. truly being that positivity, that light that you need to see because that's only what's going to change people's minds. Period. <laughs> Period. <Poo>. No piglet. <laughs> well, um, other commitments. Is that all that we have? Commitments? It was kind of personal care, mm-hmm. uh, the podcast and creative endeavors. For me, it was, like I said, showing up and having that accountability to not necessarily be perfect to put out work and love. Mm-hmm. And for you? Striving into uh, self, like health-wise, right? Self-help health uh mental health physical health making sure that's a priority there um in terms of just having being able to build off of what i i have right now creatively that's what i want to do and just making sure that this hopefully in not necessarily inspires you but at least gives you a nice boost of confidence that you're not alone in terms of like wanting to do something and unsure everyone you're wants not to. alone yeah. i'm unsure all the time and i'm you know nervous that it won't be what my expectations are but i have to understand that it's not going to be what my expectations are it's going to be whatever it is mm-hmm. and i just have to continue to put love and care and water my seeds yeah and i and and i'm into i'm in the field of <laughs> weddings and this is something that we always say to the couples no matter how well you pick out the flowers, no matter how well you pick out the colors for your manteles, right? Your mantles shit. And no matter what fucking band or DJ you get or venue or what church you get, it's not going to go 100% correct. I can tell you right now, there's going to be delays. There's going to be hiccups. 
Someone's going to cut their foot somehow on a wine glass. And it's happened before multiple weddings. Someone get drinks a little bit too much. And that's the thing. Sometimes it's not even your fault that shit gets delayed. Sometimes right. it's other people that bump into you and shit. Um, it happens. Maybe things that are out of your control. And that's something you need to know for sure. That it's not your fault if something gets delayed. And even if it is your fault, just know, hey, I can recover from this. And I can, and I can, and I put yourself in the mentality that you're striving for a hundred percent, but don't pressure yourself to hit that hundred percent because it's not always going to be. That if part. it is, holy shit, you rolled a fucking nat 20 on a fucking 20 sided dice and that's fucking great. <laughs> if it's not the case, hey, you hit 17, you hit 18. That's still pretty fucking high. Be proud of the little accomplishments mm -hmm. every single day because it's you putting one step forward to growth versus like Kevin said, just staying stagnant and talking about the what if. Mm -hmm. Even if you fail, the fact that you build somewhat a foundation to build off of, you know exactly where you fucked up at that point already. You know where you can go lower. But guess what? Let's fucking go up there and that's it. Build up from there. Because I can tell you right now, that's what we did. On our first few weddings. Mm -hmm. It was caca. <laughs> and wow. Okay. I as much as I love our couples and shit. I looking back. Like you said. You saw your old. Like uh, uh, reels and shit. You're like. I can't believe I did that. And I can't believe it took me that long to do that too. I felt the same way with the old photos I took. I'm like. Why the fuck did I deliver this? And felt so like happy. But the thing <laughs> is. It's because the. You the accomplished people. it because you did it. You exactly. made the beautiful connection with everybody. Mm -hmm. And you were just doing what you love. And it was a success of it. Whether it wasn't 100% perfection, mm -hmm. it was still success. Sometimes I feel like I should give him a coupon and be like, hey, oh, you want to redo? discount. <laughs> I will be there for the anniversary. True. Or the divorce party, whatever. Because I know you've told me not always do they end up happily ever after. <sighs> That's another thing. But oh. that is another conversation when we have Nora on say, say, to say. talk about that. Ooh, that'd be a great uh, uh, episode to, to have Nora on. Yeah. I know she's very much the, the please don't record me. Please don't take my photos. Please don't record me on my phone. Um, but yeah. That's yeah. our commitment is we're... Without telling her, we're challenging her to mm -hmm. be more media trained. Media trained. <laughs> no, to become media trained. We're media training you, Nora. And Loki, Sean, I think he wants to be media trained. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's hard to be. You get used to it once you have a mic in your mouth and you realize that you can't say um uh a lot. If you say that shit, let alone the worst part is just dead air. That no, even, that not even the hurts dead more. Air. But that's neither here nor there. Hopefully you guys <laughs> um, learn something or at least take something from this better yet said. And hopefully you guys strive to do better or to just, you know, become what you want to become this year, I guess. Or finish and accomplish everything you want to do this year or at least some of it. Right. Uh, no, no high expectations. We don't want high expectations because that leads to toxic behavior. But yeah, do some housekeeping. What's housekeeping in Spanish? Like, what's a nice phrase we can say? Mm. Sacamos la, la escoba. <laughs> Sacamos la escoba. But yeah, while you do that, I guess um, follow the podcast. Instagram, Twitter is optional. Limpieza interna. Internal cleaning. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's the proper way to say that until then we'll find we'll find we'll just say objects that we use when we clean on sundays with my parents 
Like, uh, Cuidando del lugar, hombre. We're just telling you guys the house, <laughs> the house rules. Right. <laughs> Sacamos el pino sol, la escoba, and we're just going to be cleaning house right now. Play the cumbias. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, follow us on Instagram. Um, Twitter is optional because I occasionally just repost memes and stuff. But and we will see your stuff. We will see your stuff if mm -hmm. you do interact with Twitter. We just don't. We're not as active on there just yet. I think we're trying to be intentional with every single media platform. Mm -hmm. So, yes, interact with us on all platforms. Baby steps. We will reach out to you. Um, listen to the podcast. Download it. Um, it helps out a lot. Uh, you can listen to this, share this to your friends. You can tell them you can find it on wherever they get their podcast needs. Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, fucking Anchor. Anchor is also a really good app, actually, to to have that. Um, but yeah, uh, give us a five-star rating. Give, uh, write a review. It really puts out the, uh, the show out there for those who haven't listened to it, uh, whether they're your friend or not. But yeah, but honestly... The best thing you can do is just share it. Let people know, hey, my friends are doing this. Or, hey, I just found this fucking cool new thing, right? That, you know, other fronterizas are doing, you know? That's right. So you can do that. And uh, we will catch you on the next episode. We have a lot of fun, exciting ones in the works. Some live, some one-on-ones, and some with special guests. So like Kevin said, do all the things, follow all the stuff. Stay interactive with those questions. Leave us all the feedback you'd like. Oh, yeah. Email us anything you'd like to know or that you loved or that you hated. And we're here <laughs> to listen to it all because we want to get better and we want to continue to build something for the community juntos. Also, a nice little community little thing before we like completely sign off. Um, there's a link in the show notes. It's also kind of near the bottom where like the question is at. You can send us a voice message. If you I wanted, love a good voice message. If you want to ask something personally, actually, like with your voice to come out in the show, I can soundbite that shit and I can just play it while we record live. Like fucking you can or just give us a shout out or or say something nice. Uro if, you nine just, five six. <laughs> if you want to say that, too, I would. <laughs> we do need a soundbite. If you want to be our soundbite, this is our contest. Submit your voice. Oh, memo. my God. Yes, that should be. <laughs> Give us your best puro 956 a la verga cut, like yell. <laughs> and I would love all of you. We so would be much. so honored to make any of you our sound bites. Please, dude. Okay. Well, thank you so much for all the support we've gotten so far. Oh, yes. It's been so exciting to put something that we worked on in the last year mm -hmm. uh, that we prepped for so long, uh, put ourselves in whole ass costumes for. <laughs> True. <laughs> and in mics. To record our first episode, uh, we have a few fun ones coming out too with guests that have taken the time to sit down with us, um, events, areas, or you know, local businesses that have allowed us in their space to talk to them. We hope you guys enjoy it just as much as we have. So thank you for loving us. Thank you for sharing us. Thank you for giving us your time and your ear to listen to us banter. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll listen to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.